0: Welcome in to the Amon Green Show, a 93-7, a ticket, and the ticketfm.com. 12-year NFL veteran. He's got some to go with strength. Huskers and Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer. Double pace to Green. The Vikings territory finally brought down. And University of Nebraska, sports Coach. <laughs> <Green>. <laughs> 19- here is your host, Amon Green.
1: Uh, what's up, Austin man? What's up, everyone? Welcome to the show. How you doing? Doing good? Doing well. How are you? Man, I'm uh, hanging in there. We actually got a date now. We'll be leaving out of here next Wednesday. It's a little Ooh. a little past uh our deadlines, but hey, now we got something though. We'll be moving out of here officially. Uh, headed down to Texas, and uh, then I'll be in Lincoln probably next weekend, um, and then the rest of the semester. So you'll see my face in the, my mug in the studio across from you, Austin.
0: Excellent, excellent. Is it is it bittersweet leaving the the house in Wisconsin? What's the what's the feeling now that you have to? I say
1: for the for living in the house, yes, it's gonna be a little bittersweet. But for the weather, no, not gonna <laughs> miss it. And even last night. We had like a out of nowhere, and it's typical Midwest where it goes like we have sunlight, it's nice outside. It's probably like, I think it was like close to a little bit about an hour later, like seven o'clock. And then all of a sudden these storm cloud clouds roll in, and then we got torrential downpour for like Ooh. 10, 15 minutes. It looked it looked like we were about to get swept off like, uh, uh, what is it? Um, I can't think. Uh, Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> It, it looked like we had trees moving everywhere. Dorothy, that's what I was trying to say. Dorothy, we about to get swept up like Dorothy and Toto up in the house in Kansas. I mean, <laughs> it was it was so I could it was so uh, it was the vis the visibility from my house to the rest of the neighborhood was I couldn't see the next door house. That's how bad it was for like fifteen minutes, and then it stopped. Oh, and then it stopped. <laughs> so. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm not, you know, going down to Houston It's not going into any better because it's still, we get hurricanes down there. We will be, you know, getting the hurricanes, can't deny that. But, uh, but no, but no, it was just interesting to see like, oh yeah. But from the weather side, once in about a month to about a month and a half, I'm not going to miss it. I'll be like, I'm happy being in Nebraska in the fall. It's way, yeah. it'll be a lot warmer. So
0: <laughs> yeah. Where are you at going into year two of teaching?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that too, coming in second semester two classes now so I'm teaching uh, intro to esports yeah the the class Yeah, a little bit heavier just one class a day though and they're only an hour long so uh, intro to esports the class I taught last semester three days a week so that's the same format it's going to be or two days a week now it's going to be three days a week so it's going to be an hour each like I mentioned and then Tuesdays and Thursdays it will be intro to sports media so really like my whole life since I got into the NFL basically I'll be talking about that (laughs) of how as an athlete, cause asking the questions, you know, how as an athlete, how we go into an interview, you know, the mindset um, and what I, what it started for me in Lincoln, you know, with Chris, Chris Anderson, um, uh, Keith, uh, uh, I'm trying to think his last name, I can't think of his last Anderson. name right. Man, Keith Mann, you know, they're educating us on how to answer questions, how to sit in our seats, you know, how to project our voices. It started in 1995 for me, so that's 1995 all the way to to now. Pretty much is what I'm gonna be teaching this class. And when I first at, when they first asked me at the J School to teach it, I'm like, "This is a class." I'm like, <laughs> "Are you <laughs> telling me? You kidding me?" And then
0: I they went. They actually honest to god credit hours for it, right?
1: I'm like, "Oh, this is awesome." I'm like, "Why did I not was not aware of this when I was in school? I would have took this class. I would have been debating with the teachers. Like, I, I did take a sports class." sophomore summer and it was uh it was something like had to do with baseball that's what it had to do and i'm a baseball fan i love it i played it as a kid in high school little league in california and even here in nebraska so you know i know a little bit about it and especially then i was sophomore in college i had but had not been much removed from the baseball diamond being Mm -hmm. in college i played it in high school my freshman year so only couple three years since i had played it so I remember the teacher I can't remember his name uh it would be interesting if he was still on campus to hear this story because the class starts and like within the first I think it was an hour class I had a three-week session with him I came I know he had glasses gray hair he was tall and he posed the question to the class that baseball is a one-on-one sport between the batter and the pitcher. And I'm like, what? I almost did that too. I almost said what? Like in my head, I said like out loud, what? But in my posture, I just did. I was like, really? And then he started asking, and people start throwing feedback at him. And he explained his reasoning. And I like raised my hand and I'm like, hey, um, I was like, no. I said, I don't, this is why I don't agree with you. And this, and it went on. For the whole rest of the class that day and every day, (laughs) I brought up I brought up more reasons because I would do a little bit of homework every day, research on how I can debate and counterpoint his reasoning on why baseball was a one on it wasn't a nine on nine being Mm -hmm. you know the nine players in the outfield and no and the one batter at the plate no it was one on I was like so every day I made it my point. (laughs) (laughs) to to debate with him and i passed the class i think that's one reason i definitely passed the class because i was fully participating with uh disagreeing with the teacher you know but it was fun it was good interaction with that um so how you been doing since last week Show
0: doing great yeah i'm trying to think so last week yeah i would have made it back from texas because i was here last week but you mentioned that little 10 15 minute downpour in green bay yeah Uh, i think and i our last stop was in houston we pull in it's clear as could be. We get to our hotel. It rains for 15 minutes and then it's done. We go that to the, about the Astros right. for game. So yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> but yeah, no, this week, you know, just chilling back on the grind.
1: Nice. Nice. And so, uh, so yeah, check in with Husker football. We got what a few injuries this week. I saw, I didn't, what was the name? I didn't get the names. So I didn't get the time to, uh,
0: Kid, uh, Mav Noonan hurt his knee. Look, uh, Zero for a Pes- year, right? Yeah. Noonan's yeah. done for the year. Xavier Betts was banged up. Malachi Coleman didn't practice. Um and mm-hmm. Marcus Washington got banged up again.
1: Got it, got it. And this and this is football. This is the this this is the normal but unfortunate part of the, the game that as as athletes, you know, I learned right away. You know, when I was six, seven years old, if I wasn't playing, you know, on my flag football team at the time, or I was playing in the neighborhood with my with the older kids with the thirteen year olds, and I was seven. Um, you you knew that, you know, you knew what you would sign up for um, the unfortunate part. And, and then once part I will I will go into is that for that athlete, you got to have a mindset about that injury. You know, once it happens, obviously, the the one thing you want to feel like is a victim. Oh, man, why this happened to me? This is my opportunity to impress this new coaching staff. And, you know, now I can't because it's. I'm, I'm going to be on the shelf for six to eight months, missing the whole season. And and this is where I, I talk to my wife a lot about this, and I talk to you know close friends, family, about mindset. And you have choices. And so I remember when I tore my quad in 2005 in, in, here in Green Bay. And now it's, this was my own, other than my turf toe in Lincoln, my mm-hmm. sophomore year in 1996, that I played most of the year with, which I probably shouldn't. Um, I didn't have enough time. I didn't give myself enough time to rest it up. And then broke the toe in Colorado game um, going to the Orange Bowl where we played Virginia Tech. So, you know, before I go into that, you know, I tore my squad in 05 and. It was something I kind of always thought about because I knew it was football. You know, I was like one day I could I could bust my shoulder up and wear a shoulder repair, you know, hopefully you don't ever get a neck injury. Or knee is the worst, you know, ACL, PCL, MCL, whatever, or Achilles. Those are the major ones. Mm -hmm. And I always thought about, like, if I got that injury, what would I do? Because I had friends and teammates from the high school level all the way up to the pro level that had ACL, that has reconstructive shoulder surgery or had neck injuries where their career ended. So, of course, um, I I run the, the situation through my head. What if that was me? Before I toured Marcoso in 2001, 2000, 99, I would have that conversation with myself. And of course, people would be like, what are you doing? Why would you do that with yourself? And I'm like, I was always, but I was always focused. And I think I talked about, you know, enough in Nauseam on this show about how focused I was as a young athlete. Um, and my, I said, my older brother, Jerry, he mentioned that all, all the time. He's like, man, once you got in the season, it was like laser focus. You, you paid attention to nothing else other than maybe your school, you know, making sure your grades were right. But it was hard to try to get your attention because where your attention was at. And, you know, but he said that makes you a great athlete, though. A lot of people can't just focus on one thing, a laser focus. So, you know, so I thought about that, that injury, like what happened if I got injured? So in my head, I was like, you know, I'll be sad. I'll be upset because I want to be there for my teammates. I want to be there for my coaches. They depend on me 100 percent. And I know I'm a vital part of the team. So if I'm gone, that's a a big chunk of the offense, a big chunk of leadership gone out the locker room. And so once I had thought about it all those times and then it finally happened before it happened, I came to a realization is I got a choice when this injury, when I have this injury, or now I have a choice with this injury. So I'm sitting on the turf in Minnesota and my quad just popped and I feel nothing. It's numb. Like from the knee down is numb. I see the I see I see my quad roll up into the thigh pad under my thigh pad. Right. No pain. Zero pain. Zero pain. It it sounds nasty, yeah. Zero pain, man. I could, I would put them down. Like you could, zero pain. It was amazing. It was numb, right? And I knew right away. And I and I just wait over to the to the trainers. Like, come on, it pops. And because it had been nagging me all year, my quad it had been bugging me. And so, flea, um, the train. One of the trainers, we called him flea. He looked like he like uh, flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. I think I explained that one to you. And I said, yeah, he said it was a, he looked at me. I said, it's the quad. It popped." He said, do you feel anything? Anything? I said, "Nope. it's uh, it's the quad. It's it's just it's numb in the area. I could obviously I can't lift it, but it's numb. He said, all right. So they've got the stretcher out, whatever they do. Got me in. And that's the moment I then I flipped the choice. I flipped the switch to make the choice of I'm about to go at this quad injury as hard as I go at any other thing in life in terms of sports. In terms of getting better so just like i prepared every season my body to you know run stadium stairs run hills lift weights all that i'm about to put that same focus on healing up and so i had never been not in the locker room not in meetings for a long time you know i had never been injured other than that turf that uh turf toe was Mm -hmm. at green bay or in in nebraska excuse me my sophomore year so like i pretty much I did my rehab and then i went home i did my rehab and came you know go back and forth between the green you know my house in green bay and Lambeau field and i wasn't you know i saw the guys from time to time passing you know where they were having meetings and sometimes i thought in my head you know let me jump in those meetings but i was like let me let me focus on just getting better right now um because and and i and i bring and i bring that flipping that switch for the mindset to. i bring that up because i think that is the game changer from day one for me and for any athlete that says in their head, you know what, I'm about to attack this like I'm attacking the fo- next football season, because then the percentage rate will high be higher of, for you healing up. And for example, I just heard Jalen Ramsey got hurt a few weeks ago when training camp started up, and he's like, I'm up three, I'm up three zero on my on the injury right now. Like he has that mindset. Like he, mm-hmm. he said to a reporter, "It's three to nothing. I'm up three points right now." he just tore, I think he tore a meniscus or something in his knee. So they're looking at 10 to 8, uh, I think they said 11, 12 months. And he said, whatever the most is, he's going to come back a month before that. So if it's 10 months, I'm going to be back in nine. So I'm like, I, I always liked him, you know, even though he's a Florida Gator, he's okay with me. Um, but that's the mindset I think these young athletes, I hope, they, and if they're listening in, have that mindset. That injury is the time for you to now experience and grow. I mean, you have this experience. Now this is the time for you to grow off of that experience. What I'm going to take good out of this, because we already know the bad. The bad is you're not playing. That's what you Mm want to be. That's what you're there for. You're at Nebraska, you're on scholarship for being a football player, but now you're hurt. You're still a student athlete Mm -hmm. and you're still a person. You still have a life. You still have friends. You have teammates. You have coaches that's going to reach out to you. You have friends. You have families going to call you and check on you. They want to see how you're doing now, not the football player, the human being. And so Mm. you need to realize that athletes, those athletes that got hurt this week, they need to understand that because football is only a a small point, a part of your life. It's going to be over. It's all going to be over. Trust me. It's a young man's sport. (laughs) (laughs) And so when it's over, you want to know how did you what did you get out of it? You know, did you obviously everybody wants the Super Bowl or championships, win a lot of games and break records and all that. Yeah, that's the superficial stuff. But what do you really want to get out of it, and what you are trying to get out of this? You know, I got out of it what I want. I, I was able to do most of the above. I didn't get a chance to play in a Super Bowl or win a Super Bowl, but I made Pro Bowl. I run national titles in get in, in, uh, in college championships in Little League and stuff like that. But I say the biggest thing I got out of it at is what I'm using now as a coach. I got this leadership training thrown right in my face every day, you know, mm. and now. I can now use it to then do what Coach Osborne, um, Coach Solich, uh, Mike Holmgren, Mike Sherman, Mike McCarthy, Gary Kubiak, all them coaches, you, that's experiences I have with them, good and bad, I can now share it with the players for the esports team, for the current mm-hmm. athletes that are on campus that run into me on campus from any sport at Nebraska. I can share this, that, them moments with me like I'm doing right now because that's the biggest thing in sport is when you have that injury. It's like it's, it's 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 depressing. It's putting you in a state of mind where you're like, "Why did this happen to me? This, you know, why I, I, I was this is where I was going. It was on a good path, and then boom, this happened. And you just got to realize that path it's un it's untraveled. It's unknown. Every day is another another day. So you wake up, you don't know what's going to happen that day. Mm-hmm. So be grateful for whatever you have going on at that moment. As soon as you wake up. Put your clothes on, you know, eat your breakfast, head out to your class or to your practice. Be grateful for that. Because every day is a blessing, you know. And then understand too that whatever happens, be ready to adjust and make the choices that's going to put you in the right state of mind. So with my injury in 05, I tear that quad and Dr. McKenzie says to me, Amon, this is the day after had surgery in like when I asked him, when can I have surgery? This is in Minnesota. He said, Mm -hmm. you can have it, you can have it tomorrow. He said, just just wait overnight just to see if the swelling goes, you know, if it swells up big. Mm -hmm. So wake up in the morning, not much swelling. I get to the doctor, you know, I'm there. He's looking over. He said, well, we could do it tomorrow or we could do it next week. It's up to you. I said, tomorrow. (laughs) I said, let's get it in tomorrow. Let's go. And that was on a Tuesday. I was in surgery Wednesday, you know, overnight Thursday. I was home by Friday. Before I left the hospital, Dr. McKenzie says to me, all right, mom these are all the rules you know this is what you can and can't do we're going to send you home with this these medicine this machine here um give marie your wife how to show her how to use this thing over here so she can help you do it. with all these little things i got to do because i gotta you know i'm in the bed for a couple of days i'm healing and he's like well he said then when you come back here in about a week oh, it was a, i think it was two weeks i want you you know and the whole time you're walking out of their bed you got to be on crutches so I took that as, um, I know crutches, I know the phrase, oh, don't use that as a crutch. So that just ran through my head. And so you know what I did, right?
0: <laughs> carried him around.
1: Yeah, carried him around. They already even bring him with me. Yeah, so I was you walking, you know, walking down the hallway. We had this long, we have it upstairs in this house. We have a long hallway from our bedroom down to um, our kids, from all our, we pass all our kids' rooms to the theater room. And... It's at least 15 yards and so I started walking that the next morning this is two days after surgery I'm started mm-hmm. walking so i'm I'm walking slow you know I'm not yeah you know, I'm not no hip in my You're steps, not not, exactly I'm not crip walking or nothing crazy I'm just walking down the, walking down the hallway and I did this every day until it got sore because I know how to train I've rehabs other injuries so I knew once it got to You know, a pain tolerance over a certain number, I stopped. So every day I did that. I would walk until the knee got sore and ice it up and put it on the, um, they had a machine where it kept, it it like puts, makes it go in motion where it flexes and all that stuff. It was right after surgery. And so I did that for those two weeks. And then after those two weeks, I walked in carrying the crutches with me. And a coach, of course, uh, Coach uh, um, Dr. McKenzie's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> and Marie, he, he looks at my wife, Marie. She's like, I tried. I tried to tell him. And he's like, you're so hard-headed, you know? And then we, he looks over my knee. And he's like, y'all, man, it look, it's looking great. He said, I've always not worried about you and your healing. You always healed great of mine, this, that, and the other. And then, so we fast, it's fast forward everything real quick. And now we into the 04, uh, so that was 05, 06 season. I get through training camp. I get my first game. It's the preseason game against the Patriots. I have a few plays. I feel great. You know, practicing is going good. I'm running the guys. You know, I'm back to normal, getting back to normal, you know. And it wasn't until where I felt comfortable being back on the field because I knew, I like, again, I can't worry about the knee now. I'm, I'm playing football. So I just wanted to get back to that feel. You know, when I'm hitting the hole, I get the handoff from Brett, and I'm running down, and then when I hit people, it – I'm going into a full goal. It's not half speed because the knee is still weak or whatever. And so and it, ha- it had finally happened. I think it was like week four or five against Miami, in Miami. And I swear to God to this day that Diablo was on the field with us. It was so hot down there. It was, <laughs> I mean, it was scorching where half of our offensive line had already cramped up in warmups, ups and were in the locker room getting IVs. Chad Clifton and I think it was Kevin Berry. I know Chad Clifton for sure. He didn't come back out. He stayed Ooh in there God. getting IV bags for the rest of the game, <laughs> and it was in the second half. Because I went into the locker room, I got two IV bags and, and then finished the game. Wow. But the second half, I got um, a ninety-eight handoff solid, which is an outside zone play to the right. To the right? Oh no, it was ninety-nine to the left side mm-hmm. of the field, and I broke out on a, like a sixty-five yard run, and that was the only. Once I hit that run, that was the thing. I that was the thing that was kind of like in my head because like can I outrun somebody, you Mm. know, because I've been known for that. I could hit the home run with my Mm -hmm. speed. So that was the only uh, trigger that was in me. And then when I hit that 65-yard run, got to the end zone and started, I don't know what popped in my head, but it it popped in my head to crip walk for some reason. (laughs) I was never near a gang. Well, I was near a gang, but never a gang member growing up in L.A., but it just popped in my head because I thought it it was cool, you know. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and but of course, as I'm in the middle of dancing, um, Donald Driver tackles me and messes that all up. And so, Thank but God. right, but at my point is, it was from day one, me making that choice to say, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm about to attack this like the all season, I'm about to attack this like that's that that chemistry test that I have to study for and prepare for, whatever. I'm about to crush this thing, watch it, watch what happened. And then after the season ended, Dr. McKenzie comes up to me one day in the all season of 07. It says to me, Amon, he said, I know I gave you a hard time by not using the crutches and stuff, but you are the only person in the last three surgeries of quad injuries that I had to repair. You're the only person that came out right. The other Whoa. two. Yeah. The other two was Santana Donson and good and good teammate, good friend, Steve Warren, when he tore mm-hmm. his quad. I think he tore his quad in 0-2.
0: Uh, saw videos. Steve yesterday out at Tiburon.
1: Oh, nice! Oh, golf course, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. out there golfing. So, shout out. We called him Scuba Steve. I don't think he ever said that now. Everybody knows <laughs> <laughs> they called him Scuba Steve in uh in Green Bay. I don't know how they got him that name, but you know, it's locker room stuff. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Steve. So, yeah, though he was one of the three, I was the third, and he had had sur- he had repaired in like four years, and I was the only one that bounced back. And He said it had to be your mindset and obviously not listening to me, you know, I told you to be <laughs> on crutches for two weeks. You didn't do it. You know, and some other things I didn't do, you know, my wife's looking at me shaking her head. And I'm like, no, I got, I'm on, I'm on a mission. I said, you I got can't, stuff to do. yeah, I got stuff to do. I, and I came back, I rushed for a thousand yards, you know? So that mm-hmm. was my goal. Once I, you know, even before I found out that was the thing it's like, can I outrun somebody? You know, mm-hmm. cause I get challenged. I was just talking to my wife today about, you know, my, my every day. I said my every day is getting challenged by fans to race me, or they want me to hit them, or just or now since I'm into I'm, I'm into video games, you know, coaching, they want me. To, let's play Madden or let's play Call of Duty, you know. And that's you know one v one, bro. Yeah, let's one v I'm like, all right, you know. So I just that's the life for me, getting challenged. So it just it was just something when I especially when I heard the the young players coming out, you know, getting hurt in the first week of training camp, but knowing that you know they're young, so they're gonna heal up fast. Mm-hmm. And they could be back but they just got to have that in their head like i'm about to crush this just like I, I crushed spring football you know or this this class that i have i was struggling in but now i'm bounced i bounced back and now i'm about to pass it with an a plus like have that mindset it's everything's just choices we have bad things happen, happen to us literally every day that's how the world is that's how unfortunate people are and situations pop up but it's how you react and how you adjust to that situation How you going to come out of it on the other side? I
0: think of it, uh, yeah. I think of that uh, you know equation that doesn't actually have any numbers. You know, event plus response equals outcome. Where the event you have no control over, your response you have one hundred percent control over. So just because you have an injury, that doesn't have to be the end. No,
1: yeah, yeah. And 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 and, and like when I see anybody get hurt, especially athletes, I'm like, I wonder what their mindset's going to be. You know, Mm. and I'm just like, okay. Now you got another challenge. You know, you had the football season. You got to first face Michigan's t- Michigan as a team, offense and defense. Now now you got to face just your body. You know, now you got to heal up. You got to focus on getting rest, rehabbing, making sure you have all the sleep. You did all the rehab you could do in a in 24-hour period to get yourself get yourself back to where you were before the injury. And it's going to take time. It's going to take years. And that's the biggest thing, you know, they have to do. Be patient. It's gonna take time. They're gonna get back there though. You know, mm-hmm. that's the good thing.
0: So right. You can be yeah. patient and still have a sense of urgency, right?
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it should work, but it does. It does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh what I but listening to Coach Rule talk about the players, you know, he definitely got the same mindset and he hopes that he makes sure those guys are gonna be okay. Um, I know he's doing doing coach things where he's having uh the players, I think they went to the women's soccer game the other night. I think it was on the 8th or the 8th, mm-hmm. uh, two days ago, which I thought is is good because they, as coaches and him as a head coach, I've been paying attention and listening to the catchphrases, listening to the words they're using. They are building good habits for these players. Um, and, and I think that's another lesson learned, another thing I could say a lot about is... When you have those habits, those good habits, then of of what you've done to get where you are, then anything that pops in front of you, like the injury, for example, is you know what? Just getting into my routine and figure out the things I gotta do every day, then boom, I'm gonna be successful with that. So that is what they've been doing. You know, with the I love the fact that. They put them in the dorm rooms together. And even some of the even if not some, but all the coaches are in the dorms too. I love that part, you know, because I know back in our time, 1995, 1996 1997 I'm pretty sure Coach Solis, Coach Osborne, Milt, uh Charlie, those guys were at their homes chilling in a nice uh serta mattress when we got those twin beds that barely fit us. It fit me. I wasn't I wasn't super tall, but I know Marcus Johnson, my my roommate, he was about 6'6". Six, six. I know he didn't fit in.
0: Yeah, that's yet. not going to work. That's not nah. going to do it.
1: And I heard some of the players complaining about that. But they like it. They they, they see – they understand why Coach Rule has done what he's done. You
0: know? Or even if they don't like it, it seems like they've embraced it, which might even be better. percent
1: Even better. It's, same, it's the biggest thing is embracing it because if you don't embrace certain things, you ain't got to love it, you know, but if you embrace it and then understand why it's being done, then you can buy in a little bit better. Yeah. Um, and I was going to say something else, but it was, you know, just having that mindset and saying, okay, yeah, uh, what are we doing in this little jail cell here? But every new, I think it was, I don't know if they're rotating players every day or every night in terms of roommates. I think they, they said something about that too, but
0: hmm.
1: um, I would think it's probably just, you know, new you know players. They haven't been around a whole lot. So that's another you know Addis because he mentioned uh, when I say he coach rule mentioned that giving the players you know putting them in the dorm rooms giving them time with a new player they a a player they never thought they'd hang around is teaching them how to adjust you know because in life I think he said it almost to this to the the T to the word in life you're gonna have to adjust the time uh, adjust the situation that you don't want to be in and then leaders True leaders don't mind being uncomfortable because they can handle they can handle whatever's coming getting thrown at them. And so teaching them those little things, because you could go into a, jo- a job situation. I've said this a lot in my classes that I've taught and to my players that you could go to a job situation. You don't like the manager. You don't like some of your coworkers. You might only like one. And that's you lucky if that happens where y'all can at least <laughs> say hi to each other every day. Um, but you got to make money. And then you are walking into a place where you got to be at least a handful of people that y'all y'all don't get along, but you got to pay the bills. So what you going to do? How are you going to how you going to have yourself prepared every day to deal with that? And and for a long time, because you obviously this might be a job you got to be there for the rest of your life and work. And you got to understand that, you know, that you got to have those things in you to say, OK, either I got to make this the best thing I love to do every day or the worst but I got a choice again, back to the choices, you know, Mm -hmm. it's it's the choice to uh, take that situation. And like my mom used to say all the time, and a lot of good people I know say you turn lemons into lemonade. So what, what you going to do with that? You know, that's Mm -hmm. a, say a big deal with uh, the players. And so creating these good habits, the coaching staff, obviously knowing where this is going to go. Now it's then up to the rest. The rest is going to be up to the players once it gets the game time minnesota you know september 1st in minneapolis and so that's when the first show of all has been training since spring is going to come to the head of now let's see what we're telling them if it's now reflect reflecting into thoughts and and, and things at the same time thoughts and things because you could say a lot you could talk a great game words People could t- talk all day. We could talk all day. But then it's the actions. Because in that Minnesota game, Coach Fleck has been under some you know scrutiny. He got a little stress going on, too, for his team. But he's been there longer. You know, he's not a new coaching staff coming in. He's got that Minnesota team playing very good football. So they got to go to that stadium and that crowd is loud and play winning football. Now you've been practicing. You met rule staff. You know your position coach. You're getting all the skiing offense and defense down special teams you know what you got to do there now live action happens what what what, what are we going to see are we going to see these kids that we we knew before we got here or are we starting to see different gentlemen and gamers and guys that are stepping up to the occasion to go out there and play the football that they want to see out there and continue and then use that as a stepping block stack to stack to ne- to, to be able to stack the next one up you know, so that – and that's not far away.
0: We're talking about 20
1: days away, 23 yeah, we're, days
0: It's It's a weird Thursday game. So three right. weeks from today, we have wow. Nebraska football at, at Minnesota. And I think it's, you know, that, that spotlight turning on, mm-hmm. right? Over the off season. guys, I think for the most part, can tell who's putting in the work and who's not. But the good habits go back to spring. Matt Rule is in place. They had a spring ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, put him on the, the different teams of guys, again, different positions, uh, different years, but just – you know, had that same standard of are you gonna go to baseball, softball, tennis games? You earn points for that, channeling free right. time into productivity into being a you know positive impact on the community through summer ball when you're with the strength staff into fall camp, but then you know, three weeks from tonight, That's spotlights it. on who's gonna step up into it, who's gonna be ready for the moment, and who's gonna melt? Who are the guys that are going through the motions through all this, who are putting on the show to try to earn favor? But when it comes down to it. For whatever reason they can't step up. I mean it's mm-hmm. it's real, it's oh, yeah. gotten more real, but it's gonna get even more real in the next 20 plus days.
1: Right, right. And, and I just I'm smiling because I was that guy, I was that player that I couldn't wait. It was like I was ready, I say let the animal I'm about to let the animal out the cage. Y'all don't know what y'all didn't done. You know it's <laughs> it's about it's about it's I would say on this roster it's about a dozen kids just like that. They like man I can't wait to get the Minnesota i'm gonna go whatever they say now in the slang i'm gonna go ham i'm gonna get hype whatever it's about dozen players on that roster offensively and defensively that's like in their head if they're not saying it they're saying it up here they said man i can't wait to kick that ball off i'm gonna run down that field on special and you know yeah 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 you know i'm gonna do something you know so i'm that's what i know i'm gonna be eyeballing and i'm pretty sure the coach is gonna be doing that same thing too because they know the coaches know what they signed up for. They got a long haul of reconstruction, mm-hmm. of building this um, team back up. And you see that with what we do, what we just talked about. They've been doing this since, I think, January. It started in Matt Rule's press conference then. Mm-hmm. On to now, building these good habits, building this, this kind of camaraderie, not just among the players in the locker room, but all the sports. Like I said, they're going to the women's soccer to support and watch them. You know, I'm pretty sure it's going to be players and coaches at the volleyball when we're all on that turf watching the volleyball event happen. I can't wait for it. I'm so geeked about that. I'm like, man, this is so cool. I'm like, volleyball It's going to be it's the only thing we really need. If, if we could have brought out for me, this would have been ideal for the volleyball match. And the volleyball ladies might like this one because I'm a volleyball kid, too. I was a volleyball player in eighth grade. I was the, the captain and everything. I'm going to keep that out there. Shout that out. Nice. Aud- Audubon Junior High School in Los Angeles, California. There you go if we brought some sand out there, it'd be sand beats volleyball, but they wouldn't like that on the turf though. I know that Jay and the guys in the equipment room, they like, be like, Mom, what you doing? Why we got to bring all this sand out here? I'm just, Hey, I grew up in California. I love seeing the guys on the, on the sand playing t- um, volleyball. It looks fun. It looks, it's a little bit more fun and a little mm-hmm. bit more
0: work though, obviously bringing all that sand. That's a lot of sand. They would have to have bring. you, have you seen James Harrison doing the sand volleyball? Yes. With the balls? yes. That's, Nuts! I don't understand that.
1: I, I want to hang out with him, but I just know he's that dude. Like I, I'm me, but then it's a, it's the next level is James Harrison. I'm like, I do go hard in the paint, but he takes it. He is. I would do that with him though. If he calls me up or I might reach out to him and say, "Hey, bro, you still doing that?" I know you're not playing anymore, no but I know good habits don't die easy. So if you're playing that meth ball beach
0: volleyball, I'm in. And even it. if you're not doing it consistently, what's one more time, right? Come on, right. Let's, get Let's, it get Let's, Let's get it in.
1: Let's get it in. What we uh, we got twenty pound med balls? We got to throw over thirty. <laughs> I, I remember seeing him doing that. That was um, it. Was amazing. It was impressive. I'll say that much. It was definitely impressive, and it made sense on the way he played and what he had to what he did to get ready for us for running backs like me. And we only played twice. I think we only played the Steelers twice. me yeah, and he was an AFC. Most of his career, so yeah. you know, I it was. It was, I'm glad I'm, I'm, I'm kind of happy for that though, because he would have been a problem, <laughs> he was a problem <laughs> for most guys. So, so with that, I'm gonna talk with some. Are we gonna take a break or we just keep rolling? Oh,
0: we're on stream, we're chilling, we go oh. straight through.
1: Oh, nice! So nice. So, um, something I talked about on my podcast. So, if you didn't catch mind Greens Gamers Lounge this week on Wednesday at 11 a.m., um, Rico, the rookie, as I call him on my show, Austin. <laughs> because good. he's he's the rookie to the gamers lounge so he has he's four episodes in i believe so he has 16 to go then he's not a rookie okay. no more we okay. won't call he him a rookie uh, rico the rookie no more
0: does he know um, that does he know yes, that? He yes. knows that he's aware of this
1: yes he's very aware of this <laughs> okay. he's very aware of this um so he found a good article though um about ea sports and you know, college football is coming back in EA. But it was supposed to be back this year, but it got pushed back another year, part because of all the NIL stuff still being negotiated among EA sports, among the NCAA and all the colleges. And so kind of the, I want to say the final decision, but they have a game plan for paying all the like, the, the athletes that are currently in college football were NIL for name, image and likeness. So what they, what the plan is they're going to have a pool of $5 million for all the athletes that are able to be, you know, name their image and their likeness, put it in this game for next summer mm-hmm. that they'll get paid. Five, it's a $5 million pool, which is, which is tallied out to like $500 per player for all the college athletes. Mm-hmm. So, cause as we know, some of these college athletes from you know guys at Michigan, guys here, guys and girls here, guys and girls in Michigan and other schools, you know, they have in ideals where they're into the millions. And so which
0: is insane, but yeah. Which is
1: insane. And for me, I'm like, I'm like, yes, took Well done. You know, well done. <laughs> I wish I was part of that though, but you know what? Can't do nothing about it. You know, so the fact that they have at least something because You know, a lot of people say $500 is not a whole lot of money because of what the the sales are of the game, especially that game. I mean, back in, I believe it was back in 19, 1990 or no, 2013 was the last release of NCAA 14. I think they only sold in a, I think it was the whole time in release. It was 1.5 million copies. So within a year. So that's not a whole lot because we know Madden. Madden, I think up until 2015, day one sales was 80 million copies day one madden and madden drop so and and as a former athlete and former NFL player i'm in madden you know they put me on madden ultimate team they've been doing it for almost five six years because off and on not every year i'm in it but off and on so i know my first year was like 20 i think it was 2016. it was back-to-back years 2016 i think 2017 and then 2018 or 2019 then 2020 and then 2022 so like you know off and on and with that of course me being who i am knowing being a being a a, a gamer knowing my, knowing the business you know knowing and then trying to put on my business hat too i try to sit there and they had the rep call me from the nflpa that negotiated mm-hmm. the deal to get me my likeness in the game for madden ultimate team and so and I said I, we talking through email first, and then he calls me up because I was just asking all these questions, business questions.
0: <laughs> right. And right. so basically,
1: I, I'm trying to get out of him. Hey, can we? Is there any wiggle room on the budget? Because they offer me, which still is a lot of money five thousand, to be in the game for uh, I think it was twenty two. Okay. And I said uh, I think it was, I can't think it was I can't remember his name. It's okay. But I'm I'm talking to him and I say, Hey, look, I know last year. And all the previous years, it's like between 50 and 80 million copies sold day one. And
0: mm-hmm. tell me there is
1: no wrinkle room that you could wiggle room that you could move up to like 10 grand or 15 grand for yeah. my image and likeness in, in Mutt? And he's like, Am I but this is it for the take it or leave it, bro? <laughs> it was like okay, at least I at least I asked. You know. I'll take it, but my eyebrows raised. Right, right. It, it's just like drinking, uh eating a lemon for the first time. You're like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But as a good business person, I'm not a good business person if I don't ask.
0: Oh, yeah. Do, you do, gotta... your, do your due
1: diligence. Exactly. You know, I did my homework, did some research, saw that. And I already knew that. I didn't even have to look online because I'm one of the people buying the copies of the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So Five uh, does my... well,
0: minus the price of a copy.
1: Right, right. Well, no, I got, I do got my – I say last few years, I got my – shout out to uh, Clint Oldenburg. He's one of the uh, marketing – and executive producing heads of Madden football for EA sports. So shout out to him. He's been helping me out with getting a game every year. So I appreciate him for that. That's um, something, you know, clap to him. He was also a former athlete as a former NFL player played for a few teams. And so he knows the game. He was an offensive lineman out of Boston college. So he knows his stuff. Um, And so he's getting ready for his big match, you know, a big launch of the game. And, and it's crazy. As soon as the game comes out, Mm-hmm. Next week, it comes out the 18th. And I remember last year, I was talking, or a few years ago, I always talked to him around, you know, we talk a little bit, you know, around this time. And I asked him, this was like the day after the game dropped last year. And I said, uh, So, Clint, what you doing? He said, Oh, we're working on the next game. I said, What? Right now, he's like, Yeah. He said, After the launch, we start working on next year's game. In, in the day after. I'm like, oh my goodness. Huh, oh, I was like, Oh, y'all, y'all putting in that work, man. And I was like, Man, you get any other gameplay? Like you you get to play the game other than to build the game. He said, Oh yeah, I don't play. I, I he didn't really he plays a little matter, but he actually plays more of uh MLB the show. He's more he gets into the baseball. I was like, Oh, okay. He said, I gotta, you know, I figure he gotta find something, right? Oh, uh, you sitting at a you sitting at a video game company. And you can't, you, you're always working that would yeah. drive me crazy. It well, that's me.
0: just this is the thing. You get those opportunities, and you're like, Oh my gosh, this would be so great! I'm, I'm working in video games, I gotta have all this time to play it. Yeah, but I guess when you get in you know, there, you're busy on the back end of it, and it, it changes how you look at it.
1: It's, uh, it's the other way around, yeah. And I remember a few times, um, in a few months during my esports career as a coach. I've had weeks where I did not play a game, and I'm because I be, I was coaching all week, or I was recruiting all week, and I'm just sitting there like, oh my god, I haven't tested a computer or a controller in a week, and I get back on a game and I'm terrible. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like uh, a week is way too long. That's why I try to at least get an hour a day of anything, even if it's an app game. I'm happy with an app game. At least I keep my my wits about me. But I was like, man, I said, but but he said, yeah, we're back grinding. So, uh, you know, so with the company, so hopefully, you know, I think from a college football player standpoint, it something's better than nothing. Um, I'm super excited because this started way back when for me, I started playing Bill Walsh football in 1994 or 1993, and then they changed it to NCAA. You know, they took the name Bill Walsh off and then put NC, just NCAA on there. You know, and it was cool, you know, as a freshman in college, to be playing that game, and I was on the game, and it was no nil at that time, so I wasn't right. even thinking about that though. It wasn't even that even crossed my mind. What crossed my mind was I was playing with, playing a virtual me on the screen. Was like this is cool, like wow, and I'm a gamer, so I'm like, I can't,
0: I I I got no complaints right now. Virtual, you put in that same work as real you.
1: Yes, the still farm hey. is real.
0: Yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Giving it to him. <laughs> uh giving it to him. So yeah, I'm glad this game is coming out. Hope everything it stays kosher. Um, no players try to take EA to the courtroom. Hopefully it stays stays cool, calm, and collective on there. Um, but the last few points here before we walk, we rock out of here on the show here today on Mind Green the Amon Green show. Um, I saw that Coach Rule handed out single digit numbers to the best players I was like I see I say he's doing they're doing so many things to great you know they're doing a good job is keeping the players attention Mm -hmm. you know of doing things like this to say hey this is we're we're doing this to make sure y'all paying attention into what y'all need to do to be the best player the best person because they're preaching that every day so they got to do it in so many ways to make sure the players understand what the product they want to see on that football field and in the classroom and in, so in society too because that's what mm-hmm. coaches um, think about. And so to say this and to the player alone because the only time for me was just black shirts. It wasn't just a single-digit number, mm-hmm. you know. And it was like, I wanted, to be, I wanted to be a black shirt. I wasn't even on offense. I was like, man. <laughs> <laughs> so this kind of relates this to This guy's time. head of his walker. Right, that kind of relates back to when I was playing. Because I was like, I would see the, when the black shirts came out, when I saw Grant and Christian and Jay and then black shirts on I mean, I'm like,
0: dang,
1: that boy hardcore. They, 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 they the black shirts.
0: Ooh, they
1: bought it. I was like, man. So, seeing, you know, hearing, and I, I think <clears throat> Coach Rule has been doing a lot of homework. He's done his research as a college coach should coming into a prestigious program as Nebraska. Has done his homework. He's talked to Coach Osborne. He has mentioned that several times. So I'm pretty sure this is no different than I'm not sure if it was Coach Osborne and his staff, but it might have been way before that that the black shirts became the black shirts. And mm. this is kind of that another, I say, caveat to that. So we're gonna hand off the single digit player number to players that are doing their job. They they're that person right now on the football field. So it gives some gives them a little character to go after. You know, give some of them players that has that mindset that I, t- I mentioned earlier that they got that go getter mindset. I know I wasn't a fan of single digit numbers. I'll be straight up. I didn't like it. I'll tell you about my experience here <laughs> in a minute. And when I was at Omaha North. But. It would get me going. I'll be like, oh, really, at least my I'll go for. I mean, my and my favorite numbers. I do like seven. That was my mm-hmm. number I've been liking since I was a kid, but I never wore it as a jersey. Um because you only scored six, um, I, I guess you know. I like that though. I like what you did there, Austin. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Um, but but now for the players, they got little incentives, you know. And I, and I think coaches, you have to do that because you get, especially with these kids today. Obviously, no time. Uh, what is it? Attention spans are 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 short, and so to keep their attention span there, this is a good idea. You know, this is I see this, you know, banking up. The question is, is this something that uh, that they roll for the whole season? I didn't hear that part. Is this a number they keep the whole year?
0: I believe so. My understanding of it is that it's the guys that worked the hardest. I think there was um, a player vote of some sort, um, and then coach's final decision. And I would assume it was offered to the player, and they accepted it. Um, That's that's my understanding of it.
1: Got it. Got it. Got it. Because I would do. I said either seven and maybe or eight, seven or eight. I I I only had that one season. So, with my story time of the day, real quick, before I share a little bit what's going on with Nebraska esports, it'll be fast. So, in my sophomore year at North, we just—I just came off my freshman year, having a really good season in Little League with the North Omaha Boys Club Bears down on Florence at the Boys Club on the North Side. We won a city championship. We beat Kingswood. Then we went down to Daytona Beach, Florida and played in a little league championships, U.S. United or the United States Little League state championships. And we beat uh, this team from New Jersey. I think it was like twenty four to ten or something like that. And so coming off a good freshman year. Walking into my sophomore year, two days at uh, North High Vikings, and we have a training camp down at MP Dodge Park, down on the way northeast side of camp mm-hmm. of, of the city. And it was hot. kind of like it was hot in Miami, like I just mentioned earlier. It was hot. Oh, my God, it was so hot. So this is my now my first year of high school football, two-a-days. I mean, it's all what my brothers had set me up for talking about it. I'm like, So I'm like, man, this is rough. And so come out of that. And I was going to go for 34, but I think a senior – I can't remember who had it, but a senior had it, so I couldn't ask for 34. And I'm not sure if I even asked for it. They, I think they just gave it to me. They gave me number one. And I kind of looked at it, it was like, okay, <laughs> I, <did not laughs> like, I thought I would like one. Cause I seen, you know, I grew up in LA where it was a lot of single digit numbers for little leaguers back then and two, three, four, seven, eight, nine, zero sometime. Mm-hmm. And when I got it asked, you know, handed to me, it just didn't really fire me up. I was like, that's where I knew then I like double digits. I like hmm. twenty-four. I like fifteen. You know, I like those numbers. I like two numbers on the jersey. It just fills out the shoulder pads. You know, the single-digit sure, yeah. it, it just was like the only number. It was, and it was one. And it was it maybe maybe it made me look too skinny. It maybe didn't let <laughs> me let me look big in it. I, I don't know what it was just that right there. It was that right there. I didn't look good because it made ah, me look slimmer. Yeah. That's what it was. Right in the yeah. middle, it was more of a target for the guys to tackle me. <laughs> right that's where
0: we're coming from yeah yeah
1: okay. so it was a, it was a rough sophomore season you know between and that's that why and
0: you transferred right they no made that motorists. wasn't
1: no that wasn't the reason i transferred the reason why i transferred is a good reason my mom god bless her soul she said to me when she saw this is a parent being on it she, she had a game plan my mom was on it she says this to me after she got my test results for the uh, psat and I got like, I didn't get a really good score. She looked at my GPA. I had a 4.0. She's like, wait a minute, something don't add up. You got a 4.0, but you barely passed this this college practice test. And this is before all the information came out that it might be biased and all that. Regardless, it do not matter to my mom. No, no, you didn't pass it. We got a problem. Mm Something ain't at it right. You're going to Central High School. You're going to my high school. And I'm like, Just we just thought up. you just ripped me out of California a year ago, and now you're making me transfers to no, no, Omaha Central. I got friends here. I got a little social life. I'm crying, I'm starting to get cool. I was on varsity this year. <laughs> now I gotta start all over. Oh man, that was it was it was a, it wasn't as heartbreaking as leaving California, but it's still it, 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 it as you as you could tell, it hit it, it put a little scar on me. Yeah, um, it was hard though. I said the hardest part was telling Coach Ball that I was transferring. My track coach, that was the hardest part. I think I cried. I cried when I told him because we were in the middle of track season when I found out that we're that my mom was gonna transfer me, and I cried to him on the during track practice. And I told him, N-T- "I got to I gotta go to Central next year." <laughs> I was like, and he was like, "Man, it's okay. You know, as I understand. You know, family stuff." He explain to me he said you know and we we always talked about it because we saw him through the years so saw each mm-hmm. other through the years so it's uh <laughs> he always thought he said hey it, it worked out for the better man then you see you, you didn't want to go and you're all crying and stuff so just you know like I said choices choices but uh real quick with um with the esports Nebraska esports we, we're, we're pretty much right on the line of tryouts right around the corner for the club team and we, I think at the end of the month I know at the end of the month we have a uh It's called Big Red Registration or something. Big Red Welcome, maybe? Big Red Welcome. Boom. You nailed it. And so we, we got a table. We're going to have a table there for the Nebraska Esports Club. Myself, Z, the president, and other players and game managers are going to be there to welcome in more freshmen and sophomores, juniors that transfers in that don't know about us. And I say, at this point, if you don't know about us, something's wrong. So come to our table. We'll be there. I will be there. I will be there. Ain't no if answer buts because I got to teach, I got to work. Nice. <laughs> so I will be there on, I think it's August 30th or August 31st. One of the two, it's around the volleyball event time, but it's during the day, so I won't miss the volleyball. So good. So, shout out to them at the esports team and uh, esports and Nebraska esports doing a great job getting ready for this upcoming season for all the teams Smash Brothers, League of Legends, Valorant, Rocket League, Call of Duty. Um, Think CSGO go as well, and then we got club events going on. So if you want to come hang out with the Nebraska club club team side of it, I'll be there playing some. Um, you can beat me up in Super Smash Brothers. I play with Yoshi. I might be. Okay. Like, hey, I'm a, don't 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 underestimate me just because I'm old and my reflexes are I mean, so.
0: No, 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 I, <laughs> no. Mean, I, say-
1: I play a mean Yoshi. Oh no, not a Yoshi. Excuse me, Kirby. I play a mean Kirby. Kirby. Okay, yep. That's what it is. So. Oh, man, we got that going on. So I'm excited to see how many people show up to our table. I think it's going to be a lot because I've gotten a lot of emails just in the last couple weeks for mm-hmm. students coming in and say, hey, I, I want to be a part of the club team and, you know, asking some questions about it. So I'm like, that's good. I say whenever you get those reach out when the student actually reaches out to you. I think I'm one of the cool kids now. I'm like, oh, man,
0: I'm cool. <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> My name is Amon
1: Green, director of esports. What's up? You part of this the cool kid club right here <laughs> oh man so hey man Austin good job talking to you man uh good time it flew by yeah
0: um, always does
1: by. i don't know we didn't have no commercial so it's just like i'm not used to hearing myself talk for that long so it's part of business now but i'm kind of used to it but it's still a little a little weird a little weird that's why i didn't yeah. talk yeah that's why i didn't talk a lot when i was a kid i stayed quiet because i'm like i sound weird when i talk <laughs> But uh, thank you, everyone, listening in. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And then, Austin, I just hand it off to you now to close everything out for the show. It's a plan. He's
0: Amon Green in the Husker Hall of Famer. wearing number 30. Check out Big Red Welcome if you're a college student. We're handing it over to Harrison for the Junior Achievement Hour and Hoops IQ check. That'll do it for Amon Green and myself. More Ticket Weeknights come your way next.